Hey, what's up? This is Aaron Dodson, and you're listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast, a 10-minute overview of the book of Proverbs. To help us appreciate the book of Proverbs, I'd like to start with what I would like to think is the key word and the key verses of the book. I think the key word of this book, if you want to get to the heart of this book and understand the purpose of this book in its context, is the word wisdom. The word wisdom is used 50 times in the book of Proverbs. And I'm going to come back to that because there are more key words within this book that I think are helpful and useful, including folly, which is used 14 times, knowledge, 42, neighbor, 18, fool, 44, and another word that's used more often than the word wisdom, at least translated in the English language, understanding. And that's used 53 times. I think the key verses, again, will help us to appreciate the purpose of this book in its context. I think the key verse of this book, verses, I should say, the first of these is in chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain or acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. At the very beginning of this book, the writer tells us that a wise man is a person who will hear and increase learning and seek to attain or acquire wise counsel to understand truth, to understand wise words and riddles, and that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But on the contrary, the words of the wise, excuse me, the the fool, I should say, the fools despise wisdom and instruction. Chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 are an even more well-known couplet of verses, two verses together. You may know exactly what I'm about to read because you love this verse or these verses. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I think, serve as key verses for this book and understanding its purpose. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So the writer and writers, there are apparently multiple writers of these Proverbs, they are teaching the readers to trust in the Lord with all of their heart and to not lean on their own understanding, to acknowledge God in all their ways, and God would direct their paths. Let's back up just a moment. I've read two key verses, and I've mentioned a key word, wisdom and how a wise person will hear and increase learning and will seek to understand and attain wise counsel, and that a wise person is one who trusts in the Lord with all his heart and does not lean on his own understanding. Let's back up for just a moment and hopefully appreciate better uh, the context of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs Proverbs is considered, along with Ecclesiastes and Job, wisdom literature. Proverbs is practical and written day-to-day wisdom for day-to-day affairs of life. The wisdom literature of the Bible is different from the other Old Testament literature in multiple ways, and that includes the book of Proverbs. It's different in its genre. You will not read in the book of Proverbs hardly any about the major events of Israel's history. 
You won't read about the exodus or the wilderness wanderings or the conquest of the promised land or the allotment of the promised land itself. There is little mention, if any, of the Levitical system and worship practices. Seldom is the Torah, the first five books, seldom is it mentioned. The word command is used multiple times, but it's used mostly in connection to parents commanding their children and children listening to those commands from their parents. Not only is its genre different, but it, it is didactic. And by that, I mean it's a book that passes along the knowledge of an older generation to a younger generation, Proverbs 4, 1 through 4. And it has a repeating vocabulary, a common repeated vocabulary. Again, the word wisdom used 50 times. The word folly, 14. Knowledge, 42 times. The word neighbor, 18. The word fool, 44. And then the word understanding, 53 times. Wisdom literature has a distinct specific form. The word proverb either means to rule or to compare. If it means to rule, it would be the idea of master, mastery over the use of one's words or mastery over the use of one's life. If we take the definition or the meaning to compare, we have the idea of a comparison. I prefer that definition because I think that's how it's used in the book of Proverbs primarily. Proverbs use analogy to compare things. Here's a good definition of a proverb. A proverb is a concise statement of an apparent truth which has use or currency among the people. Proverbs describe a reality of life that is true in a specific context. Who wrote the Proverbs? Most of the Proverbs were obviously written by King Solomon. 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 30 through 32, describe how Solomon was wise and his wisdom excelled all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt, and how he spoke 3,000 proverbs. That's 1 Kings 4, verse 32. But there were other writers, probably, or at least others involved in collecting these Proverbs of Solomon, including uh, men during the time of King Hezekiah. If I'm not mistaken, it's the see Proverbs 25 verse 1 that says these are uh, these also are Proverbs of Solomon, notice which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. So there were individuals involved in copying and collecting these, besides Solomon, of course. But the question becomes, what is wisdom? In the Old Testament, it can refer to the skill of a craftsman, Exodus 31.6. In Psalm 107, it refers to a sailor handling a ship during or through rough waters. It can also refer to good judgment and running the affairs of a nation like Joseph, Genesis 41.33, or David, 2 Samuel um, 14:20 or Solomon 1 Kings 3 verse 9 and following. But in the in the wisdom literature like Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Job, it refers to the expertise to negotiate the complexities of life. It would include discovering God's order in and for life and then learning to fit into that order, the order of God and his way learning to fit into God's way successfully. What is the purpose of the Proverbs, though? 
Well, chapters 1 through 9 are very distinct. There are obvious distinctions or divisions within the book. I won't detail that in great, you know, I won't go through that in great detail. But in chapters 1 through 9, the writer is equipping young people in transitioning to adulthood to live within wisdom boundaries. He speaks about morality, evil companions, the power of money and greed. And then he speaks of marriage and also sexual temptations. But then he also tells them what to pursue, how they're to pursue wisdom and not folly and death. Then chapters 10 through 22, about verse 16, is a collection of single-verse proverbs. They're they're self-contained. They kind of stand alone. And they're arranged perhaps in a topical way or maybe in in a way that has some kind of strategy to it. But those proverbs, chapters 10 through 22, include two line parallelism. And you're familiar with it. If you've ever read Proverbs, you can go back and look at chapters 10 through 22. It's a particular structure. It's it's thought rhyme, not word rhyme, like we're familiar with in English. And the second line of the of the proverb is used to interpret the first line. Chapters 22, verse 17 through 24, 34 has some sayings of the wise, a different section of the book. Chapters 25 to 29 are a distinct Part, and then chapters 30 through 31, and you might be familiar with chapter 31, The Virtuous Woman. No doubt this book of God to God's people of Israel was designed to help them in the practical day-to-day decisions and day-to-day uh, seeking of wisdom to fit into God's standard and live by His will. What I want to leave you with is two things. Number one, I hope something I've said has spurred your interest that the book of Proverbs contains things that can greatly benefit us today, even though it wasn't written to us. It is for us. God has preserved it so that we can learn from it. I want to, um, the first part of this closing thought, read an introduction to Proverbs uh, found in a lot of uh, Holman study Bibles. It says that the key word of Proverbs is wisdom, the ability to live skillfully, to live life skillfully. Uh, a godly life in an ungodly world, however, is no simple assignment. Proverbs provides God's detailed instructions for His people to deal successfully with the practical affairs of everyday life, like how to relate to God, to parents, children, neighbors, and government. And Solomon, the main author, uses a combination of poetry, parables, pithy questions, short stories, and wise maxims to give in strikingly memorable form the common sense and divine perspective necessary to handle life's issues. And the second part of my closing is this. Here's an outline that I heard on the Light Network by gospel preacher Brad McNutt. He says, chapters 1 through 9, he's, he called assessment and the attainment of wisdom. Keep that in mind as you read those chapters. Chapter 10 through chapter 22, verse 16, actions and how we are to act. Chapters 22, verse 17 through chapter 24, admonitions. And then application, chapters 25 to 29. And then chapters 30 and 31, he called assortment because there was an assortment of truths there. But don't forget, the key theme of this book is to fear the Lord. If we fear the Lord properly, knowing who he is and what he's done, we will respect his way and we will have faith 
and we will act on what he says. We will do what he instructs us to do. Now, this has been more than 10 minutes because the book of Proverbs is rich, and I thought I had a lot to say. I've made it in 12 minutes. If you enjoyed this, share this with others. Help whet their appetite to study the book of Proverbs as well. Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.